Welcome to RoomNow Blogs, an audio file selection from a previously published RoomNow blog. I'm Dr. Jack Cush, executive editor of RoomNow and the author of this blog entitled Marketing 101. This edition actually originally appeared on September 22nd, 2015, and it's entitled Marketing 101. Rheumatologists take care of over 110 different rheumatic diseases. There's an occasional rheumatologist who actually has sort of a unidimensional practice focused on one disorder only like psoriatic arthritis or vasculitis and God bless them, we need them for their expertise and we need them for their research. But most of us just go to clinic and deal with whatever comes our way. Of course, practice is challenging and while you don the white coat and start your day not knowing what it is that you're going to see, I can sort of assure you that you, you will see some of the strange ones, you know, myelodysplasia with polyarthritis, multiple myeloma masquerading as polymyalgia rheumatica or septic arthritis related to M. bovis. The rest of the cases you'll see will be just bread and butter rheumatology dictated by the prevalence and epidemiology. Sometimes your consult time will be sort of wasted. Um, consults that seem idiotic, mundane, rooted in deficits in clinical skills or laboratory testing, yeah, you'll see these, and this is part of what you have to see in rheumatology. The mystical myalgias, the intermittent fevers of 99 degrees Fahrenheit, and osteoarthritis presenting as a positive ANA. So regardless of what you want to see, there's a lot of things that are going to come your way that you don't want to see. Uh, and when you ask rheumatologists, they say, that there's a lot of things that they really shouldn't be seeing. Um, so much of what you do see is what you would rather not see. And the question is, what are you doing about it? What if you could control the mix? What if there was a better way to define the scope of your practice? Many of us wish our practice mix was different, but none of us do anything to sort of change that. What is it that you could do? Well, I'll tell you what you can do. You can define it as what, that you, what it is that you want to see, Establish a process to ensure this, advertise your preferences and your expertise in this specific area, especially to your referral base or to your region. Several years ago, I was involved in early rheumatoid arthritis and education on this, and there were new therapies being developed around this. Um, and everyone agreed uh, and recognized the data that said that the earlier you treat them, the better they're going to do. And everyone knows that early aggressive treatment is the way to go in rheumatoid arthritis, but yet nobody does anything about it. Nobody's willing to redesign their practice or to start an early RA clinic to accommodate the few patients that might come their way. They say, well, I see them anyway. The fact is they don't see them anyway. In the United States, there's 75,000 new early RA patients per year. And that means that the average practice is going to see somewhere between 20 and 30 such new early RA patients every year. But really how many you see depends on your access to care. If your wait list is going to be months, you're not going to see those patients. If your wait list is going to be days, then you will see those patients because they will come to see you as they have requested. So what can you do? I think that the fact is that most people are not going to change their practice because it's financially risky. We actually advertised our early RA clinic and it did quite well because we sent out letters, letters to primary care doctors, internists, family practitioners, orthopedists, OBs, and physiatrists throughout the campus. 
and we sent them why a reason why we need to see these early patients, how to get them in. We gave them a five by seven tear off sheet that said, put the name, the patient's phone number, your name, and check a box as to why you're referring them and fax this form with a recent note, lab or x-ray results. And you know what? Our clinic was very busy right at the start. Moreover, 80% showed up with all the information we would like to have, labs, x-rays, and an MD referral note. But if we didn't keep that up, the numbers would go down. So the question is, how can you better serve your community? Do you want to be an expert in one disease only? Or do you want to be a generalist rheumatologist uh, and serve those that will come your way? And how can you tailor that to make it what you would think to be a great, uh, the best use of your expertise? Well, there are several measures, and I'll give you five of them. One, do what everyone does. You get a new partner, you send a practice announcement. Well, these are nice. They have a nice picture of a youthful face getting out of fellowship and where they came from and their educational pedigree. I tend to throw most of those in the garbage. And it just lets me know that, oh, Dr. Smith's pulmonary practice just got bigger by one, which means I could probably get someone in there sooner. I'm hoping they're going to see Dr. Smith and not the new youngin, but nonetheless, that's the main impact of that. If you don't send follow-up information, they're going to forget that new person and the fact that you do rheumatology. Let me stop and say, I know all rheumatologists say, everybody knows I'll take their phone call. Everybody knows I'll see a patient tomorrow, but everybody should admit that nobody really ever calls them. It's a rare, rare event. And more than half of those urgent phone calls to get someone in the clinic is not for the reason they're referring it for. It's not for vasculitis and FUO and, and early RA. It's usually for something that's misdiagnosed and mislabeled and largely a plea to get someone out of their office and into yours. What's the second thing you can do? You should send letters to your colleagues stating what it is that you're an expert in, what it is that you need to see and why. Tell them two or three of your best diagnoses that set you apart from others in your region. Uh, and, and you don't need to be uh, have any braggadocio about this or be arrogant. Just say that these are patients I have extreme expertise in and would like to see more of. Please call me to discuss your cases or send me your patient. Number three, let everybody know that you're the expert. You should write an article for the local newspaper. Um, beef up your online presence with a blog or ask the doctor section on your own website or even in the local newspaper. Volunteer to do grand rounds and give lectures where these patients may lie. Um, write something called Room Now Good News or Dr. Smarty Pants and distribute it. You know, I actually uh, distribute my rheumatology card, which is a cheat sheet for all of rheumatology, to my primary care base. And anybody that comes by the Room Now booth at ACR or wherever, you can get that at rheumatology.com and look in the top margin for arcade card and you'll see what I'm talking about. But that's just an educational gift I'm giving people. You could do the same with updates in osteoarthritis or your, your, your specific disease that you want to see. Fourth, become active in social media to promote yourself as an expertise, not just to your peers and colleagues, but also to your patients. But you need to choose who are you targeting with your information? Is it going to be your peers and colleagues or is it going to be patients? If you look at my Twitter feed, which I think right now I have over 7,000 tweets and over 6,000 people following me, it's only for rheumatologists. Now, there's a lot of people that are other physicians and even patients and people in the, uh, the, the pharmaceutical industry that follow me, and that's all well and fine, but I'm writing educational content and only educational content for the rheumatologist. And I think you should be very focused. If more that you're using Twitter to talk about 
your favorite brand of coffee or what you think of you know a politician's hair or whatever is topical or funny uh, and then mixing in you know educational pearls i think you will lose your audience if you're only giving good information for patients patients will know you for that lastly you should become famous and again you can do that by doing any of the four aforementioned measures you could hire a media consultant a stylist a publicist a social media consultant and go to charm school but for some of you, I know that is not going to help. For others, it may very well help, but you actually have to be mindful and planful and sort of set yourself up to see the patients you want to see. So it's your practice. You can determine the mix. What are you gonna do about it? It's up to you. That's it for this edition of Room Now Blogs. Be sure to follow other ones on wherever you consume blogs.